Hey, hey, everyone. This is the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer, a dating and makeover expert, where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. Today, I am back doing another, another episode of Where Are They Now? I am just so excited that there's so many Where Are They Now? episodes because everyone is having just amazing success. And I, I, you know, for those of you who haven't heard the first episodes of these series, I'll recap. As you know, I coach a lot of people. And of course, you've heard me coaching people live on this podcast with my Coaching with Kim episodes. I also have a ton of clients who I send off into the world after coaching with them. And it's just, it's amazing and rewarding when I hear all these success stories. And I read thousands of emails of previous clients updating me on how their life has improved and often how they find love. So I do these Where Are They Now episodes to really inspire you and motivate you by hearing what happens to people after I work with them. So whether that is just having one coaching call on this podcast or working with them over time as clients, I hope you listen to these and get inspired by people's successes and know that the success can happen to you too. And it all starts with a call. So today I'm bringing on someone where it all started with a call. And actually she had been a podcast listener for a very, you know, long time. And she finally had a breakthrough call. And when we first spoke, she was kind of recovering from a relationship. Uh, she had broken up with a guy, I think it was of six months and was in therapy. She was working on herself, but she felt like there was just a lot of talking and, and she tends to be analytical in nature. And so she was analyzing, she was talking, but there was not enough action. And so when we spoke, she was saying how, you know, she wasn't sure who she was and what she needed to do. She was really confused. Flirting was hard for her. She hated getting attention, um, you know, and, and she associated dressing up with being too much. And she recognized that she had to be more comfortable in her body and in her sexy side. She didn't have a lot of single friends, so that needed a change. Um, and she did fall into that trap of being kind of an overgiver, and she would sacrifice a lot, but then she wouldn't get her needs met. So she really needed to learn how to open up, be vulnerable, and not morph herself into what others wanted of her. Because with all of those dynamics, she was attracting, guess what? narcissists and having lopsided relationships overall. So she realized that she needed more coaching to really work on building her dating skills, building her self-esteem and confidence overall. So she signed up for my three-month phone coaching program, but I'll let her tell you all about it. Welcome, Kathy. Are you there? Hi, I'm here. Hi. <laughs> it's so good to talk to you. I'm so happy for you. And I, like, I really, I can't wait to share everything about your new confidence, but really your new sexy confidence too. Like that was really fun to see you blossom. And you've also been attracting great men in your life and dating up a storm. A lot of fun things are happening. So, um, I, you know, I just wanted maybe to start off by sharing. I mean, I obviously had snippets of what our first call was about, but maybe if you could just share what life was like before you did that first call, like what were some of the challenges you had before coming to me? Yeah, I, um, 
I think my biggest challenge was really the confusion I had around dating and how I was when I was dating guys. I wasn't really clear on what exactly wasn't working, but I knew, I definitely knew there were some barriers there that I needed to figure out and was just kind of feeling frustrated and lacked a lot of confidence. And so, um, I felt like the best way to really tackle that was to, to really get to work with, with you and hear what your thoughts were on everything that I was doing. Yeah. And I, and I remember also that you, there's a lot of anxiety around a lot of it too, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. And I, just in general, I kind of was like overthinking a lot of things about my life and had a ton of anxiety about putting myself out there and what it should look like. And I felt like I wasn't really clear on, um, you know, like all of the, like, what I should be doing, what I should look like. And that was a big, mm. that was actually a really big thing that I worked on with you that I got really clear about how to kind of overcome that. So um, yeah, yeah, there was a lot of anxiety. <laughs> yeah, that was like, you kind of left that big thing out. <laughs> I like, yeah. did you have, well, and and not only that, and, and you can talk about this too, because this is often the case, what shows up in one area of your life leaks into others, right? And so this wasn't, the anxiety you felt and, and the lack of clarity wasn't just around dating, right? Oh yeah, no. And um, it's been a big thing for me, just having anxiety about lots of different things and really overthinking on things that really I, I don't need to be worrying about as much as I was. And I think now, now it's really interesting to look back on that time. Cause I, I've just worked through so much of this stuff with you that it seems like it was like so long ago and like a, an old part of myself, but, um, yeah, oh, that was, so a, cool. that was a huge thing for me to work through. Yeah. Yeah. It is weird. Right. Like when you go through the tunnel and you're in the light and then you look back and you're like, wait a second, was that me? Like, it's <laughs> almost, it's almost like another person that you're looking back on. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah exactly. What, um, and we talked about this a little, but where did a lot of that kind of anxiety come from? If you don't mind you sharing that, because I know a lot of people have just dealt with anxiety, you know, in general, and it really can be debilitating. Yes. It, yeah. Um, a big part of my anxiety came from when I was growing up in my family life and there was a lot of dynamics with my dad actually, who was hyper-focused on me and kind of relied on me a lot for emotional support. And Mm. that's something I've always been aware of. Um, But I don't think I really drilled down quite as much as I did with you as far as like how it's affecting me now and where a lot of that anxiety was rooted from. And, And so that really played out in my life, both in relationships and just all areas of my life, really, where I was very anxious about getting attention and like being seen. And it made me very uncomfortable because I felt that kind of like, I was scared I was going to get that attachment that I had with my dad that required so much energy on my part to give him so much emotional support. Yeah, And um, that was huge. I mean, again, it's like something I, I was pretty aware of, but I just, um, I really needed to work through how it was still affecting me and, and kind of look at it in a different way that, that you really helped me uh, work through that in some really big ways. 
That's, oh my God, that's really powerful what you just said. Cause I think, I mean, we all have stuff that we grew up with and sometimes like you'll have an understanding. And especially if you've been in therapy for a, a while, you know where things are coming from. But I think where the disconnect is a lot of times is the now what? It's like, okay, I know where this is coming from, but first of all, how is that connected to my relationships and the way I'm dating now? And then what do I do about it? And I think that's where you were at. Like, cause you really were pretty self-aware. You know, I remember that, like you, you knew all the lingo, like you, I even felt like I was talking to a mini therapist on our first call. Cause you had like all the terms, you knew, <laughs> like, you know, the, the, the stuff that you were grappling with, but it was more how to, um, really get a handle on this so that you could shift the way that you were dating just on a practical level. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So that's what I was wondering. What were some of the things that you learned? Like maybe, you know, a couple skills that, you, you know, or tools that you gained along the way that helped you get over that hump? Well, I think, I honestly think one of the biggest things, and it's so, it seems so simple now, um, but <laughs> right. it, really it was not, <laughs> it, it took a lot of work and a lot of um, reflection on my part, but you had me do some exercises where I was, you know, going to go out and be seen and kind of like working on not um, pushing away that attention that I would get, whether it was just like in the grocery store or out mm -hmm. at dinner with friends or even in work or, and, you know, and especially like on dates. And I was very good at shutting away that attention. Mm -hmm. And so really working on being seen, but also being really comfortable being seen and what that would be like for me was a completely new thing to try because normally I would have a lot of, I felt like I had control over it. Like I could, I could decide when I was going to be seen and when I didn't want to be seen and just letting that go and letting attention come or not, you know, and just kind of releasing that control was huge for me. And yeah. I learned, I learned a lot about how that made me feel, what kinds of things were going to happen <laughs> and, mm -hmm. and nothing bad happened, you know, like I didn't have some <laughs> surge and like unwanted attention, which is what I think I was always scared about. Um, but I made, I, you know, like there were just really nice gestures that people started making towards me and I got some really nice interactions, I guess. And I, it, it was just, it was a really interesting process to go through. And I, I can't emphasize enough again, like how simple it sounds when I say that, but it really was a huge thing that, um, did a lot for, did a lot for my confidence and, and yeah. let me kind of let down my guard in some really big ways. I remember too, seeing some of your first pictures, like, do you want to share some of the things you did to be seen? Do you remember what you did? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> I, uh, I, I did the thing where I like wore a dress and went to the mm -hmm. grocery store and that was huge. I had, a, I had, it was interesting to and, and I think the other thing too about this was it's not just doing it but it's really paying attention to what's happening when you're doing it and then 100 also paying yes. attention to like what was happening for me which through the course of working with you was one of the biggest things that kept happening over and over was it was like well how do how do I feel in this situation and what's happening for me and that's really stuck with me but um anyway so that that was one thing and then also just <laughs> 
getting more photos of myself and getting uh-huh. photos of me like in dresses. And then I, I went and used some of those, as you know, on my dating profile and just had like really, really good responses. And I, oh, wait, not just I'm, really I'm, good. I'm res- oh, wait, Kathy, not just really good responses. I mean, this was like huge and we can share at the end, like just some of the success you've had around that. But can I just pause for a second and share, because I'll never forget the first email that I got from you. And there were, you, you like, you were play, still playing it kind of like conservative and you sent me pictures that were just like a notch up from what you normally would. And then there was that one dress shot. I'm like, wait a second. I want to see more of that. I'll never forget. Like, like, and you looked gorgeous and you're like, I'm still not comfortable. This is so weird. I don't take pictures of me. And, you know, and I, I remember you going through that whole process and I, and, and I was kind of like a hard ass with you. I'm like, no, you really need to keep doing this. And we're not like, you know, going to settle for the comfort zone pictures that we want to put more, you know, dress pictures out. Do you remember that, <laughs> that email? Yes, I do. I definitely remember that. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, it, I, at first, I'm not someone who like, takes a lot of photos of myself or asks mm-hmm. to do that or like I'm pretty shy with with those kinds of things and so that really pushed me to go do that and you know I had like a photo shoot with <laughs> someone I was visiting on vacation and it was just like this whole thing and it felt awkward at the time but now it it, it really pushed me in a way that I really needed to be pushed to to see myself that way and to to put myself out there in that way and that really did a lot for me and and kind of how I how I viewed, um, just putting myself out there. And now she has boudoir pictures on Instagram. You can go to her Instagram handle. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you, know, you were <laughs> No, but you really got into your comfort zone there. Um, but you know, you said something that was so, so important. And I want to just highlight that is that it wasn't just the mere fact of getting comfortable with the pictures, seeing yourself having just kind of the courage to get past some of the like gremlins you had about yourself. But then it was connecting the feeling that you were having around that, the feeling of being seen, the feeling of getting attention and being comfortable with that. Because as you indicated growing up, you weren't taught to pay attention to your feelings. You were taught to pay attention to you know, giving support to your dad or, you know, whoever it was, other people. And so learning that skill of just receiving and then knowing how it felt and connecting that with your body and your feelings was just huge for you. Yeah, that was absolutely huge. And I, I still am kind of in shock as far as like how much that did for me and really Mm. making that connection. And I think it sounded really scary in the beginning because I thought it was going to be all of this like energy I was going to have to give. And it was going to be all this attention that I was going to have to somehow deal with. And really what I found was that it was a big release for me. Um, Mm -hmm. I was able to just like be lighter with things and it was almost like it was more energy to keep those walls up than to just kind of like let go and, and be seen and be okay with it. And from that place, I really was able to just be a lot more me. 
I guess is the simple way of putting it. And that was a really big thing for me. So, oh my God. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was like the authentic you not shape-shifting into something what others want to see of you. And that, that was a huge thing for you and, and why also then you started dating more authentically. So that's what I was going to ask you too. What are some other things that worked for you? And then, you know, as you got out there dating, I think some other things that really worked was just being a little less serious and heavy about the whole process and just kind of having fun with it, you know, (laughs) and that kind of went hand in hand with the whole flirting thing and just not being too attached to the process or the outcome of what was going to happen. But just, I mean, and really genuinely actually having fun, not like faking it or whatever. And, um, that was, that was really good for me to go through. And I still have that mindset and, um, it's kind of changed the way I look at dating at this point in my life too. kind of like, I don't need to have so much emphasis on the process necessarily. And, and I've kind of taken myself like a step back and looked at it from a lens of like, I'm going to hopefully one day marry one guy. And in the meantime, I have to deal with all these guys that I'm talking to and you can't be so serious about it because at the end of the day, it's like, there's no need to get stressed about the process because when mm-hmm. it happens, it'll, it'll happen. And you might as well just have fun with the guys that you're talking to in the meantime, like we're all in this together, you know, like that kind of mentality, um, really helped me a lot. Oh my God. I love that. And I was cracking up on our last call. You said something really funny. I wanted to share with me. You're like, Kim, I actually welcome, do you remember what you said to me? I actually welcome yeah. like yeah. the, the, the scammers or whatever it was. And you think it's funny. Like, what would yeah. you say? I call them the crazies. Oh, the crazies. Tinder. Right. So whenever, whenever I go to get on Tinder, I say to myself, Oh, I wonder what all the crazies are up to just cause you get some weird stuff. Like the whole process is totally crazy these days with Mm. what you have to go through with dating. And you can either be bitter about it and be mad about some date that went terrible or like, you know, whatever, or you can just kind of go with it and embrace it. And it it is what it is, you know? Totally. Um, So that's, yeah, I kind of look at it that way, I guess. And it goes hand in hand with, you know, when you have a lot of anxiety in your, in your head a lot, and you're spending so much energy trying to do what other people want of you, there's this kind of serious tone that happens when you're going out on dates, the way you're communicating, your approach, your perspective, everything's so serious and hyper-focused. And I think what you're saying is so good for other people to hear is that, it should be light. It should be fun. It should be funny. And, and to have that positive kind of humorous attitude about it, that's when things start getting fun and you start getting results and meeting some really cool people to connect with. Yeah, yeah totally. And I've, I've noticed that too, just like the connections are better when you're more light with things and just kind of trying to have fun through, through it all. So, yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask you, so how are your connections now too? Would you say, do you want to describe a little bit about what worked for you and, and the way that you've been dating now? Yeah. I think the, you know, the way I've been dating has definitely changed. I've been, like I said before, you know, just really noticing a lot that's going on with me as it relates to the guy I'm on a date with. And that's been really good to just start paying attention to that. But I've, I've really been able to connect more and have more, meaningful conversations and offer more, you know, about myself and just being more comfortable in doing that. And that has also applied to other areas of my life, both in like friendships and at work. It's been happening a lot as well. And it's all just been really good. 
Mm, I so love that. I so love that. So, I mean, maybe to recap, I mean, there's so many great things that are happening. What is your life like now? Like what, what has kind of been like the success for you and your dating life? And are you meeting your goals of where you want to be? Yeah, I'm definitely meeting my goals. I am, I mean, right now I'm just, I'm still just dating and, and giving myself some space without rushing into anything. And that's been a big thing for me is, is not rushing into a relationship and, and just dating and being kind of upfront about that. And I think, I think the biggest thing that I've taken away that has stuck with me and it's, it's applied to all areas of my life is really just having this like new kind of energy about myself and mm. a, more of an openness that has um, really been huge in how I date, but also how I interpret like after the fact, you know, I'm not super attached to any one guy or anything until it progresses more, you know, and I don't have as much anxiety for sure, uh, with, with kind of that new attitude and the new energy. So I think those have been some of the biggest things for me. Those are huge. And, and, you know, I always say like success is different for everyone. Everyone is in different places on their continuum and, and what they want. You know, some, some people's success is they get a, a boyfriend or a girlfriend. Some people's success is just learning how to date without attachment. You know, some success is just feeling that sexy confidence, you know, where, and it's really, it's where you're at. And it sounds like that's, what's creating that happiness for you is that you're, you're content and happy with what you wanted for your life. And, and now that you have this new attitude, you will have a healthier relationship in the future when, when that happens. And I, and it'll definitely happen. So I'm just, it's so awesome. It's so awesome. I love it. Um, well, <laughs> I, I wondered, is there anything since obviously I always like want to give people a, an opportunity to get a little coaching on here too. Is there anything that you're still wanting some advice around or help with? Well, I think the only thing, and we kind of talked about this a little bit, but, um, is really now when, when I'm dating a guy or multiple guys that gets me into like this weird situation where, you know, I'm, I don't want to play games or, or mm-hmm. I want to be very upfront with people about what's going on, but I'm not very good at that. Like <laughs> I'm not very good at dating multiple people. And I, yeah. I guess I just have some, I need advice on what to do there. Yes. This is like actually the number one question people have, especially when you're relationship oriented and you've never had a period of time where you're just dating without attachment. So it's a really, really good question. And I don't remember if you and I went over this, but I'll review it if we have. And also just for people listening in that, you know, first and foremost, I always like to think about people in the way of buckets. I know this sounds awful, but <laughs> it's, it's really like there, I, I put people in three different buckets when you're dating. Okay. And this is something that you can think about because often what happens when you're dating multiple people is there's a guilt factor that starts happening. You know, you feel guilty and you don't know what to do, especially when you're a caretaker. Is that part of what's happening? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, totally. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, I'll go over the three buckets and this is really helpful. And when you're going out with people, you're going to be putting them in one of these three buckets. So the first bucket is what I call just like the fun bucket. Okay. You know, when you meet some people or guys in your case where, 
okay, he is really cute. He's really hot. Maybe he's great for, you know, a little smooching. Um, maybe he's funny, but oh my God, he's just not relationship oriented at all. And nor would you even foresee him as that. Right. And so Mm -hmm. I put those guys in the fun bucket and say, you know what? I like him. This is really fun. I feel like I'm getting my mojo back with this guy, but yeah, he's not relationship material. Okay. So he goes in the fun bucket. Now the, the crucial thing about the fun bucket guys in, and this will help you with your guilt factor is to just be upfront of what it is. You know, it's like, Hey, I really like you. This is super fun. Not looking for a relationship kind of talk. And if he's game and you're game, awesome. So then you can kind of like tap in, tap out with these guys and not really have any guilt around it. Okay. So that's the fun guy. Then the second bucket is what I call the potential bucket. Now, these are the the potentials that you're like, wow, I'm seeing some things that I really like, you know, and you're kind of filing away data, you know, the data collection as you're, as you're dating. And the more you get to know him, you're thinking, yeah, this guy has a lot of potential. Now the guys with potential, you're going to pace out differently than the ones that are like the fun bucket, because the fun bucket you can go really fast with because you don't care. But the potential ones, you're going to want to slow down and really pace things out. And in the process, especially this is going to be true for you, Kathy, is that you want to pay attention on how you're feeling. You know, so I would definitely advise you to every time you have a date, write down your feelings or, you know, record your feelings and pay attention to what is beneficial for you, what you like about it. You can even like journal about, you know, the different qualities that is really appealing to you and why he's falling into the potential bucket. Now, the third bucket is I just call question mark because sometimes you're dating somebody and you don't know which way he's going to go. So eventually that question mark bucket, they're going to fall into one of the two, you know, the fun or the potential. And I just find Mm -hmm. that when you date like this and you're able to kind of, you know, place people accordingly and be upfront and communicate your intentions dating becomes so much easier and you don't have to have guilt around it because like you said, we're all in this together. Everybody's dating everybody. (laughs) And until something becomes, you know, real and you'll know when that happens and you're ready, then that's a different conversation. But when you're in this phase, I call the courting phase, it's really helpful to do these kind of bucket things. Does that all make sense? Or what do you think about that? Yeah. Yeah, no, I like thinking about it that way. That totally makes sense. It helps take the guilt out of it. But the the biggest thing, and, and this is where you and I did a lot of work on, is just expressing your feelings. Like, you know, I love this. I'm having so much fun. And I'm not really looking to do anything more with this, you know, to the fun bucket, guys. And the potential ones, you don't really have to say, oh, I really see you as my boyfriend in three months. Like, of course, you're not going to say that. <laughs> but you can give him indications how you're feeling along the way. Like, I really enjoy spending my time with you. I love getting to know you. I like this about you. So that there's that expression of, hey, I like you kind of thing. So mm-hmm. that that's going to be crucial, especially for you. You're like, okay. Got it. <laughs> Check, check. (laughs) So any last kind of parting words of wisdom? And like one question I have is if you, 
if you knew then what you knew now, and for people who are thinking about maybe taking it to the next level to go coaching, like what advice would you give? Like what helped you kind of finally bite the bullet and, and do this? I think I realized, or I always knew that this was a, it's a huge thing that you want out of life. I think pretty much anyone probably wants a good relationship and to be able to connect with somebody. And the barriers I was facing were just overwhelming. And I, I knew I needed help and I knew I needed help. That was someone, you know, something that was going to really push me and give me tools versus, you know, I, I think about it a lot differently than like therapy, which is good for a lot of things, but I really just needed someone to like coach me. And Mm -hmm. after listening to you on your podcast and then after talking to you on the phone and everything, I really knew that this was something that was going to help me out a lot. And and it definitely, I I didn't know how much it was going to help me. It helped me way more than I could have ever imagined. And, um, Mm. so yeah, I, yeah. I love that. I love that. And you have to, keep in contact with me and to let everybody know that once she put her dress pictures up, <laughs> what, what happened? Like what's happening in your profile? Just like, I think that's a good, like parting words <laughs> for you. Yeah. It's just a lot of, it's actually a lot of really nice compliments. Um, yeah. and I've had a lot of guys, you know, connect with me and just say like, just really nice things. And, um, it's been, it's been good. It's awesome. And just a highlight is that this isn't about changing who you are. This is about marketing yourself. It's about expressing yourself so that a guy or a girl gets to know who you are. And that is what happened to you. You really became like your authentic self and now you're reaping the benefits from it. So Kathy, I wish you luck and please, please stay in contact with me. It was really special working with you. Okay. Thank you. You too, Kim. Okay. And again, thanks for joining me. And this has been the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, of course, Kim Seltzer. And remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. Make sure, as always, you go to my site, seltzerstyle.com, to see more ways I can help you. And if you are finding yourself analyzing things to death and not taking enough action to make changes in your life, then let me kick you in the butt and hop on a call with me by clicking on the link in the show description. That 30 minutes could change the course of your entire life like it did for Kathy. And who knows, maybe you will be the next star in my Where Are They Now episodes to talk about your successes. And stay tuned until next week with more tips on how to feel and look fabulous every day.